hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamfran. Yes, good morning, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, in studio this fine morning for the Hamilton Real Estate Show. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G O L F I.com, 905 575 7700. That phone number again, 905 575 7700. You can find these guys all over social media. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also find out past episodes online at 900CHML.com and RobGolfi.com. And if you have a question for the Golfi team, send us an email. Questions at RobGolfi.com. That's questions at RobGolfi.com. We indeed have some listener email to get through to today. We're also going to talk about what did the neighbors pay some whitby homebuyers found out the answer and they don't like it we'll talk about legal marijuana shops boosting nearby property values what and foreign buyer tax toronto jumping in the rankings of the least affordable cities but rob you wanted to bring something up first off this morning oh yeah uh i just want to say that uh, philip barely got here because he got pulled <laughs> over by the police of speeding i think he got pulled over for looking so good I think I was, uh, look at this guy oh, I, I told him when, when you're driving on that overpass <laughs> yeah, on, this uh, is on, on main street there oh, on, on the, main, yeah. the, the, the police are always there on the left side just to let, he just he just gave me the little wave like the the you know like, like when, when you gotta get a penalty in hockey it's just a little wave <laughs> to the penalty box he just he just looked at me just gave me a little wave and that and that feeling over. when you know you've been caught i haven't had that feeling in a long long time uh, it's, it's as a realtor worst you get part, that feeling a lot <laughs> the worst part about it is you can see where you're going right right like you've you've completed 98 percent of your trip <laughs> you can literally see where you're pulling into where you need to go and you just you just have to point i'm i'm, I'm literally going right there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah but uh, it's uh, a tough one tough one to start the uh saturday morning and, but <laughs> but but he got off he yeah. got off incredibly yeah he yeah. didn't get the ticket he didn't get the ticket so um, and guess, the reason why, Phil, because you said I said I was I was going to do a radio show. Yeah, I'm, with, you know, I'm with Rick Zamper. Like, <laughs> like, so right. No, if you mentioned my so, name, yeah, you probably would have got the ticket. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't know about that, but uh, Hamilton Police doing their job on a Saturday morning. Yes, to say, hey, uh, to say the there. least. Keeping yeah. our city safe yeah. from That's people it. like you. That's yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Producer Jerry had a great line, too. Isn't there an app for speeding that you could have downloaded? And, uh, the, there, there's, a, there's that Waze app, right? There's That's that, a traffic app, though. Yeah, That's but, a tra- but, no, but it, it lets you know if there's a you no. know if there's a speed trap or if there's a car pulled over really? on the side. Yeah, it lets you know of a construction it, zones. It's, yeah. it's an awesome app, More on the highway. It works well on the highway, but there is an app... And actually, Hamilton's got the most second uh, biggest city in in Ontario for uh, handing out speeding tickets. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I over the years, you know, being a realtor, you've I, gotten your fair share. I got my fair share. <laughs> so but the, uh, the traffic light tickets are the worst. 
right? Because it's yeah. not an, it's not an instant thing. It's the right? red light camera. So you it's yeah exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the red, but you know you got it when you get one. You know well, you got you, it. Well, because you right? can see the flash exactly. Right? And then the first but thought when you is get it I in the mail, you, you by the time you get it in the mail, you forget <laughs> about it, right? So yeah. that it's like it hits you again, yeah. right? So it, it ruins me. it ruins your day when you, <laughs> yeah. when you when you know you got it. And then pay that three hundred fifty dollars. Three weeks later, when you get it in the mail again, it's kind of like oh yeah yeah. I remember doing that, and they hit you with the picture of the car. You know what's funny is is what about the spouses that share cars right or or the spouses right. that that and then didn't tell you and about then, it yeah, yeah. And, and or, or, or spouses in another city what are you doing <laughs> over there <laughs> whoa hey that's a whole but, different but show you gotta you gotta play the blame game yeah right yeah. if it's you know oh no you got groceries that day no i didn't what are you talking <laughs> totally. about right? yeah. it's that it's totally. that the back and forth and yeah. you know who's paying the 350 bucks it, my wife got a text from her friend uh, about a week or so ago and she said uh, um, I think I just went through a red light camera because I saw the flash go off you know, how much is the ticket and my wife texts back I think it's like 350 bucks yeah. and the text back to her was you know I, I can't repeat it on the air but uh, it wasn't a very good reaction <laughs> but hey uh, drive safely and uh, we're getting yeah. more red light cameras in Hamilton so there you go, there um, you go. Do, do you have a, a special story Rob about getting pulled over uh, on the way to a a house showing or an open house or, You're not or believe this <laughs> all right here we go yeah I'm, I'm coming on to uh the 403 um i can't remember if it was how uh, long ago was this it, it was a while ago probably okay. a good 10 15 years oh, ago. okay thank god there were like very good clients and and and, and friends <laughs> i have my clients in the car I get oh no over. <laughs> On the 403. So this is OPP. OPP. He's he's driving his clients to a showing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm driving. I have my clients in my vehicle with me, and uh, and I'm getting off the uh, um, getting onto the highway on the 403 in Ancaster. Mm -hmm. I can't remember was Fiddler's Green or one of those exits there coming towards Hamilton. Right, and I'm like. You got to be kidding me! Like this is embarrassing, wow. and you know so. <laughs> and then uh, we, we had a good chuckle over it. So you got a ticket? I, well, I got the ticket. Yeah. yeah so, it, uh, <laughs> but that was it's an probably, expensive showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but they were they were looking at buying a very expensive house way back. So then. did they buy the house? Eventually? They bought the house. Okay. It all turned out so it uh, more than paid for itself. Good thing you knew them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that would have been more embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My uh, I have a quick uh, speeding ticket story that I'll uh, relay. This is um, uh, 1993, I believe. Uh, no, actually, 95, uh, working in Chatham, uh, my first job in radio, and I'm in a station vehicle, and I'm late to a committee <laughs> meeting that I have to cover, and I get pulled over. I was doing like 70 into 50 or whatever. Two months later, I get pulled over again, coming back from a council meeting in Wallaceburg, Ontario. That ticket was over 350 bucks, And I think like three months later, I got another ticket. I'm like, the heck with this. So I got like three tickets in a span of five months, Holy and smokes. those were the last speeding tickets I've ever gotten. No so that's about kidding. 23 so years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't learned my lesson yet, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from now on, it's from from then on in, it was ten over. That was it. Now it's it's the uh, distracted driving tickets. It's yeah, not even well, the speeding tickets yeah. anymore. It's you yeah. know, if you're going to text and drive, they're going to suspend they're, your well, license. Well, they're they're actually getting. Uh, I think you're going to you can lose your license yeah. now for about a week or something like it's, that. It's it's the number one cause, at least from the OPP standpoint, yeah. the number one cause of traffic fatalities yeah. in Ontario. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. a serious I, I, issue. It just passed uh, drinking and driving last year, I think. Yeah, in yeah. terms of yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first time. Wow. All right, let's get to some of the topics uh, we're going to work on today. Uh, we'll talk about uh, an interesting situation in Whitby. Uh, legal marijuana shops could boost nearby property sales, according to a study. Well, we'll start with this one. What foreign buyer tax? Toronto jumps in the rankings of least affordable cities. This is pretty interesting. What's going on? Yeah, so <clears throat> kind of what happened, what, what, what they're trying to say is what, you know, what has this done to 
the affordable prices. I thought, you know, the foreign buyers tax and all the other, you know, stipulations that the government implemented, it was going to bring the, you know, the, the, the housing prices down and kind of balance the market. But, you know, they jump on the list of the uh, least affordable cities in the entire mm-hmm. world. <laughs> um, if you want to name a couple of those cities and, and to see who they're up against, I think, you know, the, the world's least affordable city housing markets are, are Hong, starting with Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yeah, which yeah. is like by far and away the least affordable. I mean, it's it's ranked at a 19.4, and this is the ratio of the median house price to the median income is calculated for the third quarter of 2017 for each of these cities. So Hong Kong is at 19.4. The next closest, Sydney at 12.9, followed by Vancouver at 12.6. So you can see Hong Kong at 19 is seven points ahead of Sydney and Vancouver. Unbelievable. It's quite uh, almost, almost double the next, you know. That's almost, the, yeah, almost, it's double the next. Almost. Yeah. Well, that, and that's where, look at that. Like, all the Chinese buyers. I'm sure in Sydney, is are a lot of Chinese people moving to Sydney? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, you're in the same kind of time zone. Well, yeah. Right? You're yeah. just south of, but, south of and China. And then you got Vancouver. We know there's a lot of uh, 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 foreign buyers mm-hmm. from China coming there. And then the next two are also west coast of the U.S., Santa Cruz and San Jose, California. And then... Melbourne, and then Santa Barbara, California, followed by L.A., Honolulu, and San Francisco. A lot of so they're chasing all, that California sun, yeah, the, ca- the California West, dream, yeah. West Coast America, or you know, in the uh, in the Australia. And area. then Vancouver slips in there at three. That's uh, you surprised by that? Yeah, big, very, very. Or is that surpri- just the Chinese buyer yeah. saying, "Hey, Vancouver's yeah. a great place to live"? Yeah, no, it's just uh, yeah, Vancouver. I can't. Uh, that's the only Canadian you know city. B- b- Part of me thinks that Vancouver has something set up where there's a number of people that that help people in China right. buy investment properties right. in Vancouver, right? There has to be, you know, you know, bilateral business or business to business businesses yeah. that help, you know, they're going down there doing trade shows or they're going down there and, and sure. literally auctioning off houses right. in Vancouver and saying, Hey, listen, you can own this house right now. There has to be something like that where, where people are where people are doing that. People have created businesses to go to China and sell, mm-hmm. you know, Vancouver real estate properties to to Chinese buyers. There yeah. has to be. There's no other way that that you know Vancouver kind of fits in there in that and, and along this list of of cities. Well, the connection is, uh, you know, with Hong Kong being the least affordable housing market, and you look at all the other cities, they're either on the, on the west coast of America or Hawaii, obviously, or Vancouver. Uh, they all have that kind of tie-in. Even when you look at Canada's least affordable cities, the top two are both on the west coast. Vancouver at 12.6, Victoria at 8.1, followed by Toronto at 7.9, and then back to B.C. for the next four, Fraser Valley, Nanaimo, Chilliwack, and Kelowna. Before you get to Hamilton at 6.6, and then Guelph of all places, (laughs) and then Barrie at 6 and 5.9 respectively. Guelph and Barrie really surprised me. Well, well, when they had no more room to build in Milton... Well, they I guess to, yeah, they, they, went they, they went to Guelph, right? and Guelph is probably um, I think it's probably about forty five to for forty five minutes to an hour drive to Toronto, isn't it? Like, yeah, they have, they've got the the four hundred one over there. That yeah, well, you got They come down the highway six, hop on the four hundred three, and you know, yeah, yeah. I would have thought for sure though that Montreal would be there. Yeah, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, perhaps. Montreal doesn't get as much play in the real estate market as as kind of <laughs> that that big city, right? People are yeah. scared. People are scared of uh, Montreal uh, just because of um, is the whole the Quebec thing. Uh, you know what? It, they're different laws there yeah. there's like yeah. so like people aren't sure about it like you know what i mean uh, people outside they're like you know they go to montreal it's like it's, this it's is kind of bit, like you, yeah you have to really know montreal yeah. a little bit biased but i think toronto is a way better city than vancouver to live in mm-hmm. like in terms of even in terms of real estate in, in terms of development in terms of you know you know infrastructure entertainment, infrastructure, and whole, entertainment right, restaurants yeah. 
everything. Yeah. Right. So so it's financial it's, capital of Canada. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's uh, it's it's neat to see. Maybe um, geographically, it's a little bit easier for these. Chinese investors get to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it is. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, yeah you're talking about yeah, whatever the plane ride is. Nine hours, yeah. eight hours. It right? saves them seven, eight yeah. hours. You yeah. know, flying. Uh, to, yeah, instead of to going China. to Toronto, you're riding yeah. six yeah. and a half, seven and more That's hours. Right. Yeah. You know, so. in the air. Uh, interesting though. I, I thought for sure more major Canadian cities would be on this list, but uh, not. You got a lot of the, the left coast. But, uh, but, but cities Hamilton's Hamilton's getting on there to become an expensive city now. Yeah, six point six. Yeah, they're tied with Toronto, BC. So interesting. All right, still to come, we'll talk about legal marijuana shops and how they are uh, impacting property values in a positive way and we'll also talk about uh, an interesting story out of Whitby where some home buyers found out uh, the answer to what their neighbors paid and they did not like that answer also we have a host of listener email to get to uh, if you have an email for the golfie team you can email questions at robgolfie.com again that's questions at robgolfie.com stay tuned this is the Hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. If you're on Facebook, just type in Rob Golfie and enjoy their Facebook page. Don't forget subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast you can listen to it at any time on itunes and google play past episodes also online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com legal marijuana shops could boost nearby property values according to a new study this came out earlier this week and i was uh probably like most people very surprised because we've talked about you know uh, pot houses and 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 pot growing and always being a negative but now they're saying this could actually boost property values i don't believe it. Uh, okay. I think, you know what? The market's been good mm-hmm. and property values are going up anyway. And if you didn't put those uh, marijuana stores out, I still think um, uh, growth would still happen in real estate. And uh, I don't know. It's just somebody has to justify their job the, the again. Reason, the I, reason, I don't believe it. I, I, I think I think the market was in those areas were going to go up anyway. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're having... Uh, in North America, you know, it, the economy's good and it's been good, and uh, and they want uh, growth in the inner cities. So I, I just I don't uh, I don't buy it. I, their, that's my opinion. The reasoning derives from um, it states that if it goes into a retail area that spurs traffic for stores that block or two and the increase in value there could be spillover to the residential neighborhood now i know there was a study when starbucks came out starbucks came out with a study stating that if you're located within i think it's like a 1.5 kilometer radius within a starbucks they have proven that a starbucks in somebody's neighborhood will increase the 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 sales value of those Hmm. of those um properties now i don't know if if this is you know this is just 
you know, a, a, um, you know, a news article to, to kind of promote the the marijuana right. and the legalization of it, and, and kind of maybe give it a push forward. Yeah. Um, I know there were some people that that you know where these dispensaries already exist. They exist in Stony Creek, Hamilton, mm-hmm. and we've seen numerous complaints about people not wanting that dispensary. And I don't think it's so much about the dispensary. It's I think it's about people, you know, going into the dispensary, buying, you know, the the product, and then. Selling smoke, it or, or, smoking or smoking it within within that area, right. right? Yeah. So that's what a lot of people are doing. It's you know, it's like somebody getting their McDonald's. They they you ever see the person that drives through the McDonald's and then they just sit at the parking lot and eat it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's that it's that sort of cases where you know people are going into these dispensaries and then they're just sitting in their car and smoking up. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't like about the dispensary is is is, is those people that attract attract and what they're saying is if you're going to come into a dispensary that there's no problem with the dispensary but at least get out of the area and go you know go smoke in terms of a you know within your own you know your own home or or not in not in a public environment right Um, would it be any different than an lcbo or or, or a beer store i mean obviously you're not gonna you know crack one open and and drink while you're driving or or even drink in the parking right exactly and you won't be able to do it while you're you know getting your marijuana right right well, is is there that many people that smoke pot? Well, like, I, I don't like, know. I mean, like, I mean, like, <laughs> like, do as many people yeah. drink coffee, smoke pot? Like, like I don't, I don't I think don't it's think that it, high. I don't think it's that. I, no, I, would, I think you would be surprised by like, the amount of people that. Like, is oh, it they're going to come out of the right closet? Now, I think right now, yeah, no, I think right now there's a lot of closet smokers because yeah. there's that you know stigma. That, still yeah, stigma, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think once uh, you know, I in terms of making it, it's there. A lot of people are making it's an ease to get your you know marijuana it's, right. it's just the ease to do it but if you're gonna you know if, if if a lot of people if they start to become like those hookah bars or you know something like that where it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of you know i i can see where the neighbors or the neighborhood might have a might have a problem with right it. I, I i'm just surprised uh, like i mean i guess in the u.s they legalized it in denver first am i correct yes yeah now why are they doing that like i i don't get it like, well the, the government sees it as, as an opportunity hey tobacco is legal it's it's harmful for you uh, alcohol to a certain extent obviously can be harmful f- for you if you know you overindulge uh the governments of the day are saying uh you know this is a reality uh, there's a criminal element to it let's legalize it and benefit from it by obtaining tax revenue from mm-hmm. the legalization of it that's really simply the only reason why it's being done yeah it's yeah. not to make our country healthier obviously <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, gov- or, or, the government's like the Al Capone. They've they're in, they, yeah. they got they got the gambling, they and, got the liquor, and they now they got the now they got the drugs. The they're just trying to move the criminal element to the side yeah. and say, hey, we, we want a piece of the pie. Yeah, basically, yeah, so. right? So, but, so it's it's going to take less money. What they're trying to do is take, you know, they're going to they're going to taxify that those dollars, yes. right? They're going to make people pay taxes on mm-hmm. on a marijuana. Now, what they think is, is going to happen is that. You know that street. You know that street pusher or the street dealer of marijuana. Yeah. They're not going to have a evaporate. business. Yeah, that's exactly. not going to happen. That's no, and I think there's some un- unintended consequences that's going to come out from this. Yeah. Um. And and it should be interesting to see what 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 they are. Right. I, you can see. You know when the the new marijuana. Um. You know the facilities or the the grow operations go up. You know they got that big fence. Those might be a target for you know criminal activity. E- exactly, yeah. people breaking in exactly. or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the street pusher is might have to alter their uh, their pay structure in terms of you know what they're selling for. <laughs> or, if, yeah. if, if change change product, new, some <laughs> change product. Some if new the government's yeah, if the government's marijuana is uh, a lot better in terms of quality, yeah, uh, and you know the the price is comparable. I think that's the. Uh, I mean, it's not going to eliminate the street pusher at all. No, because no. people who are getting their marijuana from these people they're still going to get it. Are still going to go back to that is, person. 
is these dispensaries already exist. Exactly. You can go in Hamilton. There's tons. There's yep. probably twelve to fifteen dispensaries in Hamilton you alone. Can, yeah. you, it's you not can, like this is a new thing that's coming right, right now. It's already. It's already. It's already exists. here. It's you already can, actually walk into a store right now and right buy, now. And, and yeah. buy marijuana, yeah. no problem, right without now. without getting arrested. No. Nope. Are you kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> you can do it right after I mean. the show. Yeah. Boy, 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 I'm naive about this. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is, is these things already exist. So, it, yeah. you know, sometimes these, these news articles come out and, and it's kind of like, you know, society's not going to change that much. No. They're already Just here. Just the government's going to get a yeah, little more money. exactly. They're already here. They already exist today. Yeah. So, you know, every, everybody thinks it's going to be a big change in this and that. It's No, you know. Uh, life's still going to go on. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what about the uh, what about the uh, marijuana growing in the uh, apartments now? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. You're going to have, yeah. I think you're going to be allowed to grow four plants per family or per household. So <laughs> without I mean, being without being registered as a marijuana grow up. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need a special designation. No, 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 I mean like before they your house was designated as a marijuana grow up. As a grow medical marijuana house, grow, yes. Even if you had one plant. Yes. Now you can grow four, you can grow four. and you're you're not going to be, you know. <laughs> so, so why go to the store? I mean, why yeah. you're growing you it grow, yourself? You can grow yeah. four in your backyard for the yeah. sp- plant in the spring, and you got it in the fall. It's, it's quality. <laughs> Forget the tomato garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see all the Italians growing. It's going to be the new craze. Yeah. yeah. Come check out my marijuana plants. <laughs> They're seeing a big profit of it. <laughs> um, but I mean, back you know, back back to the issue in terms of property values. I mean, is this any different from? A grocery store or a, a mall or, as you mentioned, a Starbucks. I mean, really, is the value of the properties around it going to go higher than it would, you know, previously? I mean, uh, it's still about location, location, location. You want to be close to transportation, you know, shopping centers, grocery, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't think I'll be writing in my remarks close to <laughs> marijuana, <laughs> marijuana store, store. <laughs> just blocks away. Yeah. I mean, we use close depending to ghost on the station. Yeah, yeah, depending <laughs> on the client. Hey, listen, you, you know. But uh, I, 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 they're I gonna don't go see unnoticed. It. They're gonna I, go unnoticed. It's gonna be like you know, it's uh, it, they're really gonna go unnoticed. It's gonna be like any other store. It's gonna be like your your corner grocery yeah, store, your corner an, an convenience LCD. store. That's yeah. all it's gonna be. Well, well, and, I know, I know at the uh, liquor store, they're they're the new liquor stores that are opening up, and in the one on uh, Fifty Road, uh, they that uh, that's opening up there where the Costco is. Um, they're they're actually making a dispensary right there, you know, like a, uh, and they ask the employees uh, if they are willing to work that, and they have a choice. Mm -hmm. They have a choice whether they want to be part of that, you know, work in that, uh, work in the marijuana division there versus, uh, you know, uh, the liquor. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're gearing up these stores. And I I just, I was reading someplace, was it like a hundred and is it 200 and something stores in Can- in Ontario that they're... Uh, I think that's the eventual goal. I think they're going to start with a number about 50 or 60 or 80 or somewhere yeah, around but, that. Yeah, but it's going to be going fast. And eventually it's going to be yeah. Yeah, well over yeah. 200. Yeah. So. I know uh, the uh, the marijuana stores are going to attract some, uh, you know, the fast food joints and the, the pizza parlors. Oh, yeah. And the, and oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. start with, uh, you know, those <laughs> those rental spaces around the marijuana dispensary yeah. are going to go up. They're going to fill up. Yeah, because yeah, they, they yeah. get the munchies, right? Yeah. We will head over to Whitby where there's an interesting story. So, some uh, Whippy home buyers found out uh, what their neighbors paid uh, for uh, these developments, and they didn't like the answer. So, what's going on here? So, you know what this reminds me of? When you go on vacation, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> you pay what? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're talking to the other people. <laughs> you're talking to the other people, yeah. Yeah. and you're saying, "Oh, you know, where, where did you where did you get your vacation from, or how much did mm-hmm. you pay?" Because it's you know, you're buying the exact same thing. Yeah. And you're just, you're Everybody just pays a different price. Yeah. So all they're doing is, is, is this is, um, they're adjusting to the market. Yeah. They're doing what every other person in terms of, 
what the resale market's doing, the new build market's doing, what the condo market's doing, mm-hmm. is they're adjusting to what the market is today. Yeah. So, and, the, and these are new developments, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a new development project. It's supposed to be, supposed to start in 2019, or the closing dates in in 2019, February 2019. And what people came in and they found out that the the same house that they bought, people are now buying today for ninety thousand dollars less. Yeah. Okay. So. When when the market goes up, guess what the builder does? He increases his prices. Mm-hmm. When the market goes down, the builder decreases his prices. And when the market goes up, guess what the builder says or the developer says? Well, you should have bought then. You yeah. should have bought when I when I had the you know the pre-sale or the VIP sale. Right. Right. And to these guys, he's he's gonna say, well, you shouldn't have bought. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know they're adjusting to the market. It's it's you can't hold a person you know you know, hostage for, for adjusting their prices, right. right? So do the people who are complaining now have a, any recourse? I mean, can they do anything? Well, no, they can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're contractually binded to the contract that they signed right. with the with the builder. And the same thing happened in, in, our, in our market last year in the spring. You know, somebody who bought a house, you know, forty or $50,000 over asking, mm-hmm. guess what that same house today probably isn't worth what, what they bought it for, right? right? So... You know, either you, you got to, it kind of changes the course of whether it's an investment. If, it, if it's an investment, you go into more of a, a buy and hold position. Um, if it's your, if it's your family home, uh, I, you know, what we always say, if it's your family home, you're going to make money on your investment. You just got to stay the course, right? Yeah, if you stay if, there long enough. Exactly. If you buy any piece of real estate and hold it for five years, you're going to make money. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's just historic trends and yeah. real estate market prices. Well, we were talking before the show, Rob, and you're mentioning Central Hamilton and over a 10-year span, you know, their investments Triple, have tripled, yeah. in, tripled in price. It's amazing. Yeah. And most other areas are doubled in price, but Central Hamilton. Central Hamilton was so uh, inexpensive and so, like, it was... It was a great area for any investor to buy in, mm-hmm. and then, and people were starting to cash out. So, I mean, people that bought sold a year and a half ago versus today, they're going, "Wow, if I just kept it for another year, yeah. they would have cashed in even more." Um, it, it's just because it, we're still, in, we're, and it's, I, I still think it's underpriced in su- in certain pockets mm-hmm. in Central Hamilton. So, you're still going to see some growth. And it, and I was looking at the numbers now, uh, January of last year versus January of this year's. Um, um, housing prices are up uh, regard from last year. Right. Uh, like it, 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 they just keep going up uh, and up. But the number of units have sold January of this year so far. Th- I mean, we still got uh, another days. four or five days yeah. to go. And uh, but we're we're down quite a bit compared to last year, last hmm. January. So you know we'll it find. Should be out. interesting to see what the numbers what are the final the numbers are. Yeah. 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 So right now, uh, this far, like we're on, on, on the twenty seventh. Um, we're like 270 uh, units sold, um, and we'll get the final numbers uh, in in three days, four mm-hmm, days from mm-hmm. now. But uh, but last year there was 541 homes that sold in January. Yeah. On Hamil- that, that's Hamilton, Hamilton, uh, Dundas, Ancaster, you know, Waterdown, Flamborough, right. Stony Creek, and uh, and then and same thing with uh, Burlington. They're they're down quite a bit hmm. so far. Right now, it's it's about fifty percent down in unit sales, but right. the, but the average price is up. 
it, it is up. So, um, yeah, it's hard to tell what, what's going on with this market. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. Let's get to our listener emails. We've got quite a few to get through, and hopefully we get to. And if we don't, we'll, we'll uh, pass them on to uh, the next show. And if you have an email for the Golfy team or a question for the Golfy team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. This email is from uh, Rick from Caledonia, who writes, Hi, Rob, I'm debating whether to hire a property manager or manage the properties myself. Any suggestions? Um, I've done. He says, he says properties there. So it's not yeah. it's not a single property. You can tell that he has, you know, multiple properties. Right. right? So I, I think it depends on to, you know, do you have a career outside of property management? Mm-hmm. Right. If mm-hmm. he's trying to manage, you know, if he has if he has eight properties and, and he can do it full time, then then continue to it, do it. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. it depends on your on your current situation. As it, to it, what, depends, it depends what you do for a living. If if if, if you've got a how handy you are and, and, and how patient you are. Um, I, I think if you have a single-family home, you, you should be able to manage it on your own. It's just one you know, single-family home mm-hmm. or a townhouse. You're renting it out, no problem. But if you got a fourplex, uh, duplex, and you own a few of them, I think you should get a property manager. Um, they'll be a little bit more uh, selective in, in picking the tenants because they're, they're used to it. Right. Um, it... it there's there's a lot of aspects like i i mean i've managed a lot of my own and what happens is you get so busy doing other things and i'm a busy guy and and i should always have a property manager but right now i do have properties i manage them myself but i've got great tenants right now like i've i'm in a yeah. really good uh situation where you know i've got long term tenants right and and that and they so don't cause any are, problems they're not causing problems yeah. somebody calls there's a little problem i call you know a plumber or whatever that needs anything to be fixed and right. it's fixed but uh, but it's always good to get a uh, I think a property manager if you have more than four units right. or three units or whatever like good, that. Good suggestion. We got a host of other emails to get to, and we'll get to them when we come back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, both in studio this morning. They are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at any time, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. It's a listener email time. If you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. We will answer your email on a future program. We have an email from Josie from Hamilton who writes, Hi, guys. Is buying a new build with the plan to assign it still a good investment? It, it is and it isn't. Okay. If you're Let's gonna, go with okay. the is. It so, is. So... It, you just don't know what the market's going to be like okay. when you buy uh, a, a new build, and and if it's a condo, it's usually going to take three years minimum mm-hmm. before they be, three to four years before you can actually right. move in or or take possession. Before you go any further, maybe we should explain what she means by assigning it. So what does that mean? Oh, assigning it is basically okay. So. Um, let's say you buy a condo today. Yep. It's not going to be built for five years. Okay. Between today and and in the course of five years, mm-hmm. you end up 
assigning it, selling it okay. to somebody else for more money. So if you buy a condo for $300,000. Now, as time, within the five years, you find, hey, condos are becoming more expensive. Mm-hmm. I know somebody that uh, I can sell this to for 400000 So okay. you're going to make a $100,000 profit right. before you even take possession. Now, that's been going on in Toronto for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just Toronto, again, big market, more population, you know, more opportunities there. Right. So it's starting to happen here now. Okay. And some people are, are, are assigning it, and uh, but some people are getting caught. Uh, and, and the way they're getting caught is they're buying two or three of them, and they haven't even gone to the bank to see if they qualify to buy these. But they're going in and say, okay, I could put 15000 on each one mm-hmm. uh, deposit, and then I'll, I'll assign it. But some of them are getting stuck on closing, to, and they and the banks they don't qualify for mortgages now. Wow! And they didn't because they didn't look at that. They thought they were going to unload these before they it. take possession. <laughs> wow! And so and so we know people uh, that had to take possession. They had to get private financing. So now, Ouch. so one, the bet you want to sign it before you take uh, possession. One because there's HST involved. Hmm. You don't get your HST back if you end up taking possession and then you're reselling it. Mm-hmm. You you lose money if you do that. So secondly, um, the 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 thing is, if if you don't have the financing, this one one particular person had to get private financing, so because he couldn't get a, a, lot a conventional of people are mortgage, doing the, right? Okay, I'm gonna buy it now. I'm gonna contractually sign it, mm-hmm. like sign sign the documents now. I'll worry about it in three years, right? Right, and, and three years is a long time. Yeah, where you know you're expecting to 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 have it all. You know, you you got three years to figure out your financing. So what some people have done is, you know, they'll buy a condo development in Hamilton and they'll buy two condos in there and then come to Grimsby and buy two in there and maybe go out to Waterdown and, and buy two in there and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, you're just... Stagger them. Yeah, they're you're all staggered to, in, in closing time. You're just right. trying to shuffle around and just think, okay, I'll, I'll close on those two and then and then I'll be able to sell those and, and then I'll close on those two because I'll have the money from that sale. Right, to close and, it. And, and, and three years prior, it sounds like a great plan. But when builders move their closing dates... And and stuff gets shuffled around with your own personal financing. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's a lot of variables that are unknown three years prior to right. co- to that commitment. Your plan is always exactly. evolving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's it, it's always changing. Yeah. So so what we have seen is is you know sometimes people's plans don't go as planned, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not you know you know throw the j- contract in the air and walk away from it. Right. There's there's you got to get creative into in, in different ways to close on it, and if you can't if you can't get creative in those ways, then you have to assign it. But the assignment is is very difficult and it's very contractual. For example, the builder will have a clause within the agreement of purchase and sale that says you have to pay X amount of dollars to assign it. Hmm. So so already there your you know your bottom line is affected. Right. Um, then again, the builder has to agree to allow you to assign it. Well, here's the thing. If the builder has phase one and you bought in phase one and phase two isn't sold out, mm-hmm. well, now that builder is losing a buyer to their phase two, yeah. right? Right. So more than likely, they're going to say, no, right. I'm not assigning it. Tell your buyer to go buy one of my New- units, units yeah. available in phase two, yeah, yeah. which is which is completely understandable. Yeah. I, 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 that is that is a, a valid clause to have to protect his interest in yeah. his development. Yeah. So so it, it, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to an assignment. The next thing about the assignment is the builder will not allow a realtor or a real estate representative to market the the listing, right? Because then again, you're shopping a, a, a unit that's already sold. You're mm-hmm. not in, you, on he, MLS. He, he doesn't or, own or it. Or to the open right. public. 
one, he doesn't own it, and two, then again, you're you're taking buyers away from his second or his next development. Right. Yeah. So it's and and so now now okay, you can't market it. Well, who's gonna buy it? Yeah. So you nobody can, knows you know, it's there. You, yeah. know, you can go to your mouth. you can yeah. go to your Facebook page and hopefully a couple <laughs> people share it and word gets out. But yeah. but it it, 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 it becomes it a tough. very it, it becomes a very difficult process yeah. if that's your plan. It's really a crapshoot. Yeah. yeah. So and and, and and but we've seen people do it and we've seen people become very successful mm-hmm. at doing these assignment assignment deals and we've seen people make a ton of money doing yeah. it yeah. right where, where somebody buys a, a a condo they only have to put you know five or six percent down or or ten percent down and the next thing they're selling it for you know eighty thousand dollars more than what they bought it they have they you know they haven't financially committed anything to the unit right. yeah they're just playing the market <laughs> right so interesting it's a, it's a neat way but i think it's uh it's it's a risky. It's a risky way for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. We got about a minute. Is is Hamilton's condo market hot enough to make this uh, a, a profitable plan? It, it's hard because uh, so now the Hamilton uh, condo market is, is hot, but they're asking a hefty price for the condo. So right. I don't think there's going to be a lot of assignments uh, going on. I don't think they'll be able to resell it before they build. Mm-hmm. Um, I think un- unless something changes in, in the, uh, in the market in the next five years, but I, I, it, the square footage that they're asking for these condos right now that they're, they're building downtown, they're, they're pretty strong, uh, m- numbers per, per square foot. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have a question for the golfy team, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. We'll get to a host of other email questions when we return. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go round here. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. I'm Rick Samprin, Rob Golfi, and Philip Golfi in studio with us this morning. There are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. We're answering some listener email questions today. If you have a question for the Golfi team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. This one is from uh, Nabil in Hamilton. Hi, Rob. I'm currently in my third phase of obtaining my real estate license. Any advice for someone just starting their real estate career? Um, I would join a team first. Okay. Uh, You'll learn the business a lot faster. Um, Going on your own, you a broker will give you some guidance but he's not going to be right there for you walk you know going to appointments and stuff like that um i definitely would join a team first and 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 learn uh the right things of a team like find out um find out good things about it interview you know a few different teams um you know find out what you know hopefully they got good ethics and good and good things cuz you don't want to learn from a bad mm-hmm. ethical team right. cuz then that, then you start you know learning that that there there are bad ways uh but definitely uh you know what you learn on a team probably in two to three years it takes usually most agents 10 to 15 really yeah wow that's the difference yeah what makes a good realtor at least a good young realtor what should they be learning uh be sympathetic um you know a good young realtor should be sympathetic and um you know what the uh the the buyer or the seller's feelings are um you know you know, like 
pretend they, they should put themselves in their shoes and say, listen, would I buy this place for myself? Right. Like, you know, like we don't know what, how they live and how they are. Mm-hmm. All the only thing we do is we, we guide them. Right? right. So if, you know, the thing we can do is we can look at the comparables in, of, of the homes in the area and, uh, and say, listen, this is what the homes are going for. Mm. Um, and if you love this, don't lose it for two or three thousand dollars or five thousand right. dollars because you'll make that up in in, in three months or, or six months sure. uh, on uh, on inflation, but um, but not like fifty thousand over. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like yeah. don't overpay. Um, we're dealing with a situation right now. Uh, they did buy a house, and uh, the realtor sold it to them, um, and they 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 overpaid. So um, he bought it three years ago uh, for six hundred, and guess what? It's going up for sale for six hundred today. Mm. Um, and um, and and they realize that now. And um, but what what can they do? You know what I mean? So, but it 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 was a unique house, and there's certain. Uh, but there, there's history on every house. Sure, there's oh, yeah. always history. So that you should always look at the history. And, and we teach that. We teach that to uh, to our, our new agents that mm-hmm. come on board, even agents that are veterans. That sometimes they, they learn a lot. Oh, a you lot learn of new something new every day. With us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good question, Nabil. Uh, this one from Miles in Waterdown. I'm planning on buying and selling in completely different areas. Should I use the same realtor for both transactions, or should I use two different realtors? I wonder how far the different areas apart. Yeah, that's are. what I'm yeah, thinking. If they're in the uh, same city. So, what, like, what if you you're going water down to Stony Creek, yeah. it, it, um, it's it's within the same real estate board. Like, it's 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 yeah. Uh, but the board, the, the I think what he's asking is the. It's not about the board. He's asking. No, you know, no, but we have a, with that, we have access to information. Like, if if I'm a re, like I'm a realtor with the Hamilton Burlington uh, and surrounding area, right. like the Realtors no. Association of Hamilton Burlington. Now, Water Down and Stony Creek are part of that mm-hmm, board. Mm-hmm. Now, if he was going from Water Down to Guelph, I would say right. yes. Use two different. Use an agent in in uh, Waterdown to whatever sell, right. and and in Guelph to buy. Yeah, but even a person on the Hamilton Burlington Real Estate Board, they might know the market in Waterdown, but that doesn't mean even if they're on that board, they might not know the market in Stony Creek, right? And they're, yeah, they're still that, on the yeah, same that's board. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, so you're I think, it, right I, think about it, that. I think it all depends. You know, what, what where, we do, where these areas are. What, right? what what we do often on our team is we have another a number of different people who are are what we call you know they're specialists in certain areas, yeah, right? For right. example, you know we have people that are 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 really know Ancaster, but they wouldn't necessarily know Grimsby. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's moving from Ancaster to Grimsby, they would definitely help them sell in Ancaster, sure, yeah. but they would def- they would they would recommend or refer yeah. s- to somebody else on the team that's selling in Grimsby, right? That's right? right. And that's and that's our comfort level too. Is yeah. is when a realtor's trying to help somebody buy a house in a certain town and they don't know that town, you know what? Yeah, yeah, For instance, like if somebody calls us and they say we're looking to buy a house in Stony Creek, yes. Well, we have agents on our team that live in Stony Creek. They're, we're going to give it to those because they right. live, they they the live there, yeah, they shop they there, the and yeah. they drive around there. So we want them to deal with the Stony Creek so, person that's yeah. living so there. So to answer that's your question, it depends, it depends where, where he's moving. Yeah. yeah, it depends yeah. where he's moving. If it's yeah. like, you know, Upper James and you know, Upper Wentworth, you know, <laughs> two blocks away, <laughs> yeah. the same person's probably yeah. going to take care of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we've got about a minute left. Maybe we can get to this one uh, from Mary in Burlington. Hey, I've heard you talk on the show that it's hard to find a good tenant. On two different occasions, I've had the property I'm renting sell. My question to you is... How do I find a landlord that is not going to sell? <laughs> That's a tough one. It is a tough one. That, that is. You, like, you almost have to make a decision um, whether you want a 
like every every landlord makes you sign a one year lease. Yeah. After that, they're yeah, it's, it, it's open an open season. market. It's yeah. open season. So so what she can do is is sign you know sign long term contracts. Yeah. Right. Is is try and sign that lease that's five years. If she knows that she's you know. You know she's comfortable where she is. She, she's not going to have a a job relocation. She's you know she's she knows that she's going to stay in the same. Mm-hmm. You know, sign sign a contract a three or four year lease to protect herself. And they yeah. get protected. Guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, safe driving out there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML.